Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I'm so excited to be back here with you this week, serving up personal and spiritual growth conversations for the recovering insecure attachment type. Today, we talk about attachment styles and channeling with the galactic seer. It's such a fun episode. We talk about people-pleasing and anxiety in the body and how to how actually like channeling and creating a relationship with your spirit guides can really help to build a relationship with trust and support and safety within your own body. Beth is so fun. So yeah, so I can't wait to, for this episode. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I have my check-in and I'm just still, I mean, we talk about it at the beginning of the episode, but I am just still processing so much of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. I didn't see it coming. I just thought it was going to be impossible. I was really in denial. I was in denial about the Trump presidency and 2016. It felt very similar to me to that. I just denied, 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 denied. And I was like, there's just no way. There's just no way. And then, of course, I was sorely disappointed and heartbroken, as I'm sure you are. I just want to do a feelings check-in with you. How are you feeling about it? Where are you at? It means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. I'm in this stage now of taking action, which it took me – I'm not going to lie. It took me a couple days to get here. And that's that's my pattern. That's my own process, and that's – you know everyone's different. Some people were like marching right away, which was great. I'm so excited for them. I am actually extremely appreciative of them because I just wasn't ready. The day that it was announced, I was not ready, but I'm ready now. So I actually have a request from you and that is I am matching up to $500 worth of donations to abortion rights funds across the United States. And I will match any donation that you make to an abortion rights organization. I have shared three different organizations on my Instagram account that you can donate to. If you're curious, if you don't have an idea of who you want to donate to or who to support or where to go, I just put together a little list for you. And if you want to consider donating to one of those, I would really appreciate it. So the three organizations are, one is Together Rising, and that is Glennon Doyle's nonprofit and they are supporting a bunch of different abortion clinics as well as nonprofits across the United States and they're targeting some really great communities that need them the most. Another one, another fund to support is called National Abortion Access Fund for Survivors. This is for survivors of domestic abuse. They are so hard hit with this new legislation. They are often victims of sexual abuse within their relationship. I know It's complicated, and I really want to support them. This fund actually supports the full costs associated with getting an abortion, including travel out of state, which is a huge cost. And then the third one is called the National Network of Abortion Funds. And what this does is actually they fund 90 different funds. It's a fund for funds that also supports abortions across the U.S. They're going to support financial assistance, travel, lodging, And anything else that it's filling in the gap of care for abortions across the U.S. So if you kind of want to have a broad impact across the U.S., that's the one that you want to hit up. If you really want to support survivors, the National Abortion Access Fund for Survivors is the one you want to support. And if you want to really target your donations for organizations that are in like boots on the ground helping clients that need it. You want to um, support Rising Strong. So Rising Strong is supporting different funds, like I said, but they're across the South and they're adding new funds every day that they're supporting. So if you are willing to make a donation, I will match it. What you want to do, how this is going to work is send me a DM on the Instagrams. You can find me at it's me, Sarah Cohan. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N. And DM me a copy of your receipt, and then I'm going to match that donation up to $500. So I'll send you a copy of my donation back 
so that you know that I've made it. I'm so excited about this. This feels like a first small step in what will be many, many, many steps um, in this fight. To anyone that's just like, my donation isn't really going to make a difference. Yes, it is. First of all, I'm going to double it. So you're already making a bigger difference. And it just, it takes so many of us. What, what we're doing now by supporting these funds is the immediate action that we have to take in order to make sure that women are not dying from getting illegal abortions or doing it themselves so that they experience sepsis and then they have to go to the sepsis board. Like there's so much of this is written in history and I really don't want it to repeat again. So right now what we're doing is we are funding people that need it the most right now. Um, and there's going to be many more steps after this. So this is just the first baby one. And yes, your support really does make a difference. Please, please, please consider making a donation. I can't wait to match it. Send me that DM and we can make a difference together. And I will, I'll let you know when we've hit that $500 mark and we've raised $1,000 for abortion rights funds. I think this is going to be huge. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for considering. Thank you for your support. My heart is with you wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing, whatever emotional state you're in. Just know that all your feelings are true and real and authentic to you and valid so incredibly valid. That felt really good to share with you. Thank you. All right. Let's get into this episode with Beth, the Galactic Seer. Well, Beth, welcome to Lit AF. I'm so excited to have you here and have this conversation. And I just wonder if you can introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you for having me. It's really such an honor to do this. So I am a guide, a healer, and a person who supports folks in learning to channel, connect to their power in deeper ways, and just really reconnect to their badass selves Mm. so Mm. they can be empowered and show up in the world authentically and from a state of being grounded and just truly who they are. I love that. That's what I just feel like I've heard this message a lot recently, which means I needed to be reminded of it recently, right? I love this. I love the work you're doing. And I think right now, especially in the time we're in, it's so needed. Before we get into interview questions, I just want to do a quick check-in based on So we're recording a week before this airs, but based on Friday's ruling with the Roe v. Wade being overturned, I just want to do like a check-in, a feelings check-in. How are you doing about it? Like what's coming up for you? It's such a mix of emotions. I feel entirely frustrated in the fact that I remember even back in 2006 talking to a guy friend who was a lawyer at the time and I've been concerned over uh, one of the judiciaries that George W. Bush even put in back then mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being like, do you think that, he, or that eventually they could, they're on the fast track to reversing Roe versus Wade? And he laughed in my face and said, no, they oh would my God. never. They would never. And These are the moments where I'm like, lol, <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> And, and I remember getting in kind of like a little, cause also like my dad was a lawyer. So I feel like a little bit of feistiness with other lawyers. I'm like, I don't believe you. I really think that this is going to happen one day. And he just really was so adamant. He's like, no, never. There's so many things protecting it. And I wish I could just like go back to Ohio and like punch him in the face. Cause like I'm so <laughs> pissed False over hope. this, you know, like all the like every person who basically gaslit us into thinking that yeah. we are fine and that we are protected uh, is just, and also if I have like one more man message me that they're shocked over this, I just want to like reach the phone and like choke them at this point, uh, you know, basically. Uh, so. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad they're speaking up. I hope they're yeah. also talking to this about, to their male friends about this because. Yes. On my socials, all I see is women commenting about it. And I'm like, where are my hetero cisgender males talking about this? Like, my trans are showing up. The LBG community is showing up hard. Where are you white cis hetero dudes? Like, 
I need you in this conversation. 100%. Yeah. And we just all need to, and that's why it also feels like really banding together right now, how to support the community in deeper ways, really trusting and lifting up voices that need to be heard and seen right now mm. to make sure we're all safe and moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Lifting up yeah. voices. It's just such, it's such a complicated time. For me, it was like so many emotions. I First sadness. I just like, and now I couldn't even believe I was saying the words out of my mouth to my husband crying as I said it, you know, and of course the first thing I saw about it was Glennon Doyle's post. And I was like, it didn't even say anything about Roe. It just was like, this is the moment where we have to feel our feelings and the fight begins tomorrow. And mm. then uh, the different beliefs that popped up were just so crazy. It's like this belief that it's okay to be having this discussion about women's bodies and that not even questioning that. And then it's right. like, this belief that we can be controlled and like we're being shown right now that we can be controlled. Right. Yeah. And it was just like, damn, these are like deep, deep beliefs, like way down in there that need yeah. to, that need to change. Like it's not like a nice to have anymore. This is like, it has to change. Completely. And I'm really concerned too. And I feel like it's always starting to happen a little bit of the violence that may start to come forward mm. and the different things I've seen really those with like uteruses as objects and that how that's going to unfold for all of us. It's, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. another element that I keep getting concerned about and, you know, feel very lucky to be in California. Um, that's kind of like why. And mm. in California versus Ohio, you know, mm. I really, California has always felt a bit safer and even new from coming from a very rural community to like a medium sized city now to LA. I've seen and heard these things. Like when people were shocked over Trump, I was like, really? Have you left the coasts? Because <laughs> the answer is no. Know, <laughs> yeah. If you'd been in those areas since, the early 2000s or even beyond, you would know how they feel. How they and feel. How, yeah. You know, and they also, you know, I feel like I hop a little bit, but like I could see with them, my, like my family is from Northern Ohio near Detroit. And so they had the big Detroit fallout and they really saw Trump as someone who could help them with jobs. Like they thought that they were being seen mm. in that way. Mm. And so there's like that side too, of like it's all over the place, you know, it's, everyone's kind of, I feel like a lot of people just don't feel seen right now. And how do we pull people together to feel seen, to be supported and to move forward with this, but also still making sure that like the most marginalized are safe. Yeah. Well, the fight begins now. So <laughs> I feel like um, we're, we're in good company clearly. And I like, I have little pings of optimism every, I mean, we've done it before. We can do it again, obviously. This, like, I keep thinking of the four minute mile of like how no one ran a four minute mile until one like psychologist was like, I'm going to visualize this. And then they did it. I'm like, we don't need to visualize this. We've already done it. Like we can yeah. do this again. We mm -hmm. believe that we can have this because we've, I mean, I've had it my entire life. So like, this is, you know is not new territory. Well, this is new territory, but like going back is, you know, going to be something we've done before. So I, I hold that as like my, my one string of hope. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to transition now into talking about channeling. Uh, we're going to get into attachment style today and people pleasing. I'm really excited about all of our topics. These are literally my favorite topics. So I thought we could just start with talking about channeling because I feel like that's what you do. Like you're the galactic seer. So I would, if you could just like explain your process of channeling, I was I always love hearing guides talk about this. Like, what it what does it feel like? What is your process? How does it come through? What is you know? So part of my sessions is like I basically basically take like baby channelers and help them to learn or people who want to and become channelers. So I always like to actually start with the fact like how I started out and what I was noticing when I was beginning this whole journey. And in the beginning, I had really prophetic dreams and I would just not know, like not entirely understand it. Like things 
would just suddenly I'd have deja vu moments and Mm -hmm. things would come true. And I'd be like, oh, that's just really, that's really odd, you know? And then as I went along, I started to get touch sensations or like vibrations on my arms when something was really resonating or like about Mm -hmm. to happen that I could kind of foresee. Then it just kept building from there. And I connected into my spirit guides and my ancestors first. And so usually in my process, what I sense is this feeling of like almost falling back into a dream state and the sinking energy. And then in that state is when I'll start to hear things. When I say hear things, it's like in my mind. So there's that beginning state of having to like decipher basically what's your imagination versus what is going on in your mind and trusting that because they're kind of like really close and especially for creatives we have such a vivid imagination and that was like my background and usually who I work with too so it's kind of like is this my imagination or is this actually my channeling doing automatic writing was really helpful in me trusting that process and usually have like people in my sessions like work with that too so it's just that mix of like trusting the automatic writing then trusting yourself and learning that like sinking energy to be able to see and hear and move through it all. Oh my God. I love that. I love that sinking feeling. I've definitely experienced that before, but usually it feels kind of almost like the deep sleep, like the deepest, deepest, deepest sleep. Is there a point between the sinking feeling and then kind of just going to sleep? Oh yeah. Well, like so it's kind of similar, like we're moving out of beta into a theta state Mm -hmm. and theta allows us to be a little bit like slower energy, like step away from all of the like chatter in our brain and really get into our deepest trust and intuitive Mm. thoughts. And that is basically like just a little above going into sleep. So that is why we gotcha. We had that sensation. So they're they're close. Yeah. It's very close. It sounds like okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That makes me feel better. And what's coming to mind to me when you talk about this is that like, I've had a lot of conversations really recently of people, especially women, not being able to rest, not feeling comfortable resting. And like, I don't even think we're conscious of how hard it is to rest. Like, maybe we don't feel safe resting or maybe um, we don't think that it's like worth our time. Given that, I'm curious, how can we start to train our bodies to be comfortable enough and soft enough to like get into that deep rest. You know, I think so many of us might have heard like having like a daily routine and like this like daily time of meeting with like your yourself basically. So whether that's morning, evening, or whenever you choose, it's beneficial to kind of like do a similar time of day. So then your body starts to get used to the sinking feelings so you can kind of get used to, or like it, it kind of knows like okay at nine o'clock I show up at this time and my guides show up at that time my ancestors show up at that time we all kind of like collaborate to like aid in that like meditative state together and the more you do it at the kind of the same time your body just gets used to how that feels and a lot of times like even my sessions I'll coach my mentees to feel the state to kind of know what it feels like I'm like okay just like no remember what this energy is so you can come back to it and just to keep aiding them and knowing that muscle so they can keep working it so it keeps getting stronger it's that that like it's kind of like a daily exercise like the more you do it the more it's going to start to like show up in your everyday and then you can kind of let that routine go a little and it'll show up more whenever you need it. But in the beginning, it's really that set time, set like space for just knowing how to get back to it. I love that. So it's like that repetition. You can slowly start to get your body used to it. No, like letting your body know that this is safe and this is important and it's much needed time. And I love what you're talking about with your guides meeting you at the same time. Like I do this work and I've always thought of this because I'm a projector. I don't know if you're into human design, but. Yeah, I'm a yes. generator. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, we need your energy. So I'm a projector and I love, I I will do sometimes two to three or four hours of journaling and like doing some kind of like personal development exercises 
tarot reading and then um, channeling before I go to bed. And it's like my happiest time. I feel like my bedroom is, I'm looking at my bedroom or my bed right now. I'm like, this is my sacred space. And I'm wondering like, am I drawn to that time? Cause my guides are also drawn to that. Or is my guys just like used to meeting me there? I think you that's a nice thing is that so many times people, I think when you're going into this work, they're not like, oh, I'm going to have going to connect. I'm going to do exactly what my guides say because they're kind of used to like religious dogma where like someone says totally. something, you just have to jump and do it. And yeah. you actually have like so much say in the conversation, like in the relationship. You can be like, no, I'm not doing that. That sounds okay. Please leave me alone. You know, you can. Mm. So there's definitely a much more back and forth than I think a lot of folks realize. So you showing up at that time, they're like, okay, cool. Like we will now be there at nine o'clock as well. And if they, you keep doing that, they're like, okay, no, this is when she's showing up and that's kind of creating this portal or energy for you. Oh my God. It's the most sacred time. I love it. I've, I have been out of it. I've been out of the game, but I'm getting back into it and it just feels so wonderful and like a natural rhythm. I love it. I'm pregnant. I'm six months pregnant. So my whole self-care ritual and like just time and rhythm are completely out the window and everything. I feel like as soon as I got pregnant, everything started fresh. Oh, <laughs> everything yeah, was different. definitely. Yeah, because yeah. it is. It's so different for you oh right now. I, I are was you not sensing more that. energy with it? You know, I've been, I was hoping that I would. I haven't noticed that more, but I feel like I'm kind of getting back into this rhythm in order to get back into the like the channeling and sensing because I, I was just at it. I think I would needed to focus on rest. Like rest was the only thing that I could do. And now I've got a little bit more energy and I'm just enjoying this time as much as I possibly can. And so I'm like, okay, let's, you know, let's do some work. Let's, let's meet. Yeah, <laughs> so it feels good. definitely. I'd be curious too, like, like in sessions also, I coach uh, my mentees on how to channel their body as well so that they can kind of read what your different pieces or like your heart and everything needs to know. And I've helped people like kind of like channel like their womb space and like connect into like their baby. So be curious if like, as you go, what you'll pick up on. Cause like mm. when I've done it for them, they're like, oh yeah, I was getting that actually. Like if you know that like the different things. I'd be curious if you start to intuitively just pick up on like, I think that they're gonna like nature or little oh things God. like that as you go. Oh, how exciting. I gotta I'm gonna tune into that. They definitely like my dog, so that's good. My dog yeah. loves them. <laughs> so uh-huh. well, we've got fantastic. a little relationship going on for sure. <laughs> That's good. Good little friendship so far. That's yep. I was like, I think they're going to be best friends. Like, I just get that feeling. And my dog has gotten yeah. so much more protective of me. She's already very protective of me. But, like, this is next level with the pregnancy. And I feel like she knew right away, too. Oh, yeah. She did not hesitate. She was like, okay, I know what I need to do. <laughs> I'm on mom uh, duty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great, like, how, you know, animals just know they're, like, into those senses. And it's kind of yes. like – also like in my work is like helping people get back to that sense of themselves of like, where you just kind of know, like, you know, what you're supposed to be doing, you're connecting to yourself. You can sense those changes. And that's also a big part of the channeling your system. Cause then you get to really know it so well. I love that. Yeah. They, I feel like I've just learned so much from my dog. It's really cool. It's fun to watch. Yeah. She, one thing that she does, which I love to watch is she has no shame in asking or getting what she needs, like begging for treats. Like she, uh, <laughs> she loves people. So she'll just stare at them on the sidewalk until they like, she'll like reel them in with her eyes and they'll could be like, yeah. hi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh it's gosh. incredible to watch because I'm like, I, you know, I'm always afraid to ask for my needs and like sometimes I'm a little shy, but like I struggle with that a little bit and like not prioritizing myself. So it's really cool to see her do that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, ch- I, I'll, I'll, I'm expanded by you. Like <laughs> I see you. You find yourself kind of like channeling it even now, like as you're like during this time, because I feel like so many times people like when you're pregnant are like, oh, sit down, eat more, like do all these totally. things. Like, are they definitely like supporting you and 
your needs totally yes and it's like what would Frida do she would accept the gift and she would just like bask in it I'm like okay cool that's what I gotta do now Uh, (laughs) as I joke my pup is um like I know when she's born so she's a Taurus and she just basically is always like I need 10,000 sleeping spots and like (laughs) all the luxury and like I took her camping once and she was just like what are you doing to me never do this to me again and it's that energy it just like she does not go She's for not that. having so, it I love that yeah. and she'll just like sass me until I give her cheese or different things like she's like if she's bored in the evening she's just like mother we're going to the kitchen now you know it's that <laughs> I'll take you there, don't worry yeah <laughs> <laughs> so much to learn from them it's so fun uh-huh. they're fun Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. I know I am. If you're enjoying the Lit AF podcast, I humbly ask you to make a financial contribution to the Lit AF tip jar. Your support will help make this podcast happen. Financial contributions help to cover costs like podcast hosting site, podcast recording software, and it also helps us to pay our amazing, talented podcast editor that brings us these sweet episodes every single week. Monthly and one-off donation options are available, and we've got some sweet thank you gifts for everyone participating. If you're interested in making your financial contribution, please visit sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Now back to this week's episode. Thank you so much. You shared with me that like channeling can actually really help with um, kind of healing past experiences and also with people pleasing. So I would love to hear, I would just love to hear, tell us about your past experience with people pleasing. Cause I always, I always love to hear how other people have healed it. I, yeah, I definitely had a long road of being out of t- people pleasing, especially coming from the Midwest. Cause I think we're kind of just like, no, yeah. for being just like showing up no matter what, and you just do anything for your family and moving through that energy. And it really came when, like kind of around like my Saturn return, which is like mm. if anyone doesn't know, it's like when you're kind of 28 through 30. And your life goes crazy. Yeah. <laughs> your life blows basically. up. If yeah. you didn't blow up, what what were you doing? I want to know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, basically. So I was married at the time and was just not happy. I was really feeling this call that like, I kind of felt like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, I think I meant more than this provincial life. Like, I just don't know. I was just like, I need to get out of Ohio. And I always wanted to go, but just hadn't done it yet. And so I went to California and just kind of like up and did it. Like I had looked at some other cities and then a friend moved to LA and was like, just come out here. I think that you'd like it. And so all these times, like, I'm like, can I do this? Can I just like do the thing and not have like a backup? plan and and so I did I just kind of like oh good for you up and went to California because I had like some savings and things I'm going to go just getting away from the relationship I was like okay I think this needs like just need to end this like Mm. I, I had been I had been in therapy for three years alone starting to heal some old wounds from childhood mm. and then getting into like going to California for me and then they basically had given me like you have three months to make this work. Um, And then you got to come back to Ohio. And I was just kind of like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so each time I did it though, everyone was just like, Beth is being so selfish right now. (gasps) Beth is being so incredibly selfish. And as I was like letting all these, this kind of like archetype of like the friend who always showed up or like always reached out and you didn't have to reach out to me. I was always just like doing all the things and exhausting myself. People were just kind of like, you weren't there for me when I was upset. And I was just like, you weren't there for me when I'm in the midst of a divorce, you know, like, Mm. it's just kind of like, yeah. Like, do you see that I'm also in it right now? So, (laughs) so yeah, so that was kind of like my big kickoff. Like I found a healer out here who does transpersonal energy clearing modality, which is like what I do. And originally I went because her, 
business model is she helps creatives break the like repeated pattern of like the same uh, creative director and just like a job that you don't love, like all these different things. And then I kind of almost feel like a little trick, just like, and now we're going to heal. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Like I'm going to do this too. And so that's what I do. Like just basically wow. in aiding people get into your body and release the trauma from your, what your heart is holding or what your solar plexus is holding because they all hold different things. It allowed to eventually my intuition started picking up and that's when mm. I started to notice like little flashes of light or like what I mentioned earlier, like the touching of the arm. It's kind of like what I do now with folks is just like helping to release that heaviness and that confusion that they hold because basically we all know what we want in mm-hmm. our lives, but it's so below all the layers of shame or societal expectations or community and and getting into our bodies especially the heart the heart will just tell you like you need to do this now you know you really get to what you need in order to like support yourself and follow your dreams and be authentically happy and kind of like badass in your own life so that's how I support folks that is so cool so a question I'm curious like what about the channeling um, helps you kind of identify where in your body needs healing or where in your body needs a clearing? Yeah, so usually like what I do in the beginning is I'll do a meditation, which kind of helps like clear some of the energy away, like calling back your energy from wherever it may be, because so many times as people pleasers, our energy is like off somewhere mm-hmm. else because we're like thinking of someone else. We're mm-hmm. like in a different scenario. And then we set free the energy you're holding of all the other people too. Cause we just take, we're like, Oh, you're grief. I'll take that on, you know? Mm-hmm. So we do that. And in the midst of that meditation, which is one I intuitively received from my guides, I'll say to them like that, check into your body and do a little scan at the end and see where you may be holding tension mm-hmm. in your body. Where do you have like maybe some pain or stiffness when we go into those points? And that's when past memories will come up different things that you're still holding in your body that need to be released and seen at that time or sometimes they'll even kind of kick off and like as you go into say like your throat that's kind of the area where like a lot of ancestors and family elements live like spirit guides or your ancestors will show up and like give support so you're kind of like channeling your body as you go and I'm aiding you and I'm kind of energy tracking I can sense kind of before you even say it what where you need to be but like kind of softly like guiding you into it and then seeing what you see and like how to unpack it and release it from your system. You'll actually feel it kind of start to move oh, out. Wild. Okay. Why do the ancestors like to hang on our throat? I feel like that's not fair. That's just not yeah. fair. <laughs> Get out of there. I know. It's kind of just like the area of like the weight and the expectations of them. Mm. And like, cause usually, especially like so many of us were like, like older generations told not to talk not Mm -hmm. to speak up and you just swallow it down and we sometimes like hold that energy especially like too as people pleasers we're like oh my needs aren't important like yeah I feel too selfish saying that so we just do it and we like we got that from our great grandmother we got that from others Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like there I feel like it's giving them too much of a powerful seat like they need They can take a lower seat. They can get in the back, maybe the spine. I don't know. Just come up with ideas here. (laughs) Well, that's actually like an interesting thing. So like when you check in with your body, the front of your body, so say if like your heart feels a little tension, that's usually an area of grief. So the front is where we're kind of like receiving it. But if your back is hurting, that's like how you're showing up in the world. So, so say the back of your solar plexus is hurting. It's because you're having a hard time, like really being seen. Or showing yeah. up, so we'll get we'll get into that part of the body and aid and like what do you need to do to feel safe? That's so interesting. So we don't want the ancestors hanging out back there. They can stay yeah. in that part. <laughs> they can stay in the throat. Yeah. The last one, so it's like they they need support too. Like when I first started out, a lot of like my like my grandmothers and great grandmothers, they were like, we need to talk about why we're here and how we can support you because they want to help you when they they're there because they. They're like, we know we have a thing, so we want to support you in releasing this. That's so sweet. I love that. I appreciate all their help. I should say that. I'm not totally mad that they're there. Yeah. <laughs> they're not just like chilling on the couch, just like taking up space, like, yeah. hey, you know. 
I almost think of like Beetlejuice, like just like chilling in your throat, like I'm just here now. <laughs> like, I'm just here now. Beetlejuice, yeah. Beetlejuice. 100%. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I need to be my own person. Boundaries. Hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to be that right. close. Yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're like, cool. And, and that's actually even something I had a session just the other day. The person was like, okay, if I call forth my ancestors, will they just like always be here now? Like if mm. I keep calling forth other ones, will I just be like a room of ancestors will get like really weird in my space. And from my experience, what I've seen is they kind of come forward as they're needed. They're, they won't just like stay and linger for forever. So they'll kind of like come in as you have something going on in your life that might relate to experience that particular ancestor has. Mm. And then they'll just kind of like go back and do their thing. Or like when you need another one, they'll come forward. Like it's, not like a heavy room where you just like have all these energies lingering yeah Yeah. that's good news yeah I'm glad that they've got other things to do because I don't need to be their main focus at all (laughs) but I appreciate this I'm just saying that aloud ancestors I appreciate your support (laughs) I love you dearly (laughs) we're connected for good reasons right oh so good okay I also want to talk about attachment style too so would you be willing to share your attachment style well, yeah, well, interesting enough, the other day, I'm, so I'm in, I'm getting a master's in psychology, and we had a whole class on attachment style, and mm-hmm. we did a test to find out what we, mm-hmm. like, since I was young, I was disorganized, and mm-hmm. so was curious after, like, all this work and moving through things where I would be, and I actually got secure. I was like, oh my gosh, <gasps> I feel, gosh, I feel so good. Congrats. <laughs> Well done. You know. For those of you listening, disorganized all can also be fearful avoidant. I can't remember. There's like another name for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Fearful avoidant. It's like, cause when they're little, they're just like really fearful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which like, if you told me when I was little, I'm like, I'm not fearful, but like, I was totally fearful. Me too. Welcome to the club. So excited to have mm-hmm. you here. So excited yeah. that your recovery journey has been amazing. How do you think that channeling has helped with self-soothing and trust, which are literally the two most important things for fearful avoidance. How has that helped you on that journey? Well, a huge element is having my spirit guides around because I think Mm. as like a fearful little kid, I always felt very alone and kind of like a feral cat. Like I was just kind of like, I don't know if I want to be in this world. And so um, (laughs) I did not. I didn't think anything was fair. I was like, this is not fair. Can Uh I go back? Can I go back? I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. And so I was just like, I just want to like go into the woods and become like a wildling, you know? Yeah, yes. And that's completely the energy. And having spirit guides, I think really has helped soothe. A lot of times, mm-hmm. like when I, in the beginning, especially, I start to get really nervous. And of course, also being that style, I was like, you're going to leave, aren't you? Like, when are you guys going to leave? <gasps> I like, I just kept feeling like, they're gonna, you're going to leave one day. Like, I just kept feeling... Aww. And I'd be doing automatic writing. Yeah. And through all the automatic writing, they just kept me like, we're not going anywhere unless you want us to, you know, like, but like, basically we are here, we're here to support you. And that has been huge. And then in going into my system to help release trauma and channeling my body. So it's kind of like the two channeling It's like channeling spirit guides and ancestors. And then there's like the channeling of the body. And that is a way now to like self-soothe. So I used to be really anxiety ridden and in going through and releasing these traumas from my system, it's really eased my anxiety tremendously to the point now when it shows up, it's kind of like, okay, why are you here? Like mm. what's going on? And like just taking a moment to drop from my mind into my body and be like, okay, what's going on? And you can actually sense into it. Like, oh, it's okay. Like it's this. Where before I had so much anxiety, it was just kind of like, it could be anything, you know, it's like all the things I'm holding. So this has really helped tremendously in knowing more now, like the pinpoint as to why it's there and then how to either just like sit with it and be like, it's okay. Like I don't, I used to just push it away so much. And now it's actually so many times inviting the energy closer, being like, okay, this fear is here for a reason. What's on the other side of this? What memory may I have? So you just mm. kind of like learn the process. And that's that's actually the whole goal of my sessions is to teach folks how to do this. Like I really see them more as mentees and I'm a guide so that mm. they can be done at the 13 weeks and be completely set to go out into their lives and soothe themselves, know what to do and like mm. really support their systems. 
I love that. What an incredible way to build trust because I feel like connecting with universe, spirit guides, like all of that, God, whatever you want to call it, whatever your word is for it. I feel like as a fearful avoidant recovering from full avoidant, sorry, sorry, subconscious. I have to keep reminding you. We're recovering. Um, Trusting the universe was just as as hard as it was for me to trust a parent or a partner or a boss or money or anything else. I love hearing how you use just that slow ritual of connecting with your guides to build that trust. And then once Mm -hmm. you've built that trust, you have that foundation in order to literally face anything. It it takes time. Like, you know, just like that slow process of really, because even mine is like over a few years, you really start to get to know yourself. I had to even learn like how I liked eggs. I had to learn like how I liked food because there's like so many things I had kind of like from being in my relationship for 10 years, I was just kind of like, whatever you want. Like I just had forgotten such little things about myself and to get back to that point of just like, okay, here's what I want. Here are my needs. Here's what lights me up. And just like aiding and supporting folks to do that on their own too. That is just what a, what a gift. Thank you for sharing this with all of us. I think it's amazing. And it's, I think sometimes, especially with attachment style, I've heard from others that like we can get a little bit too attached, ironically, and it's in the name with the, with the insecurity or with the getting to secure. And so this feels like a very gentle way of safely bringing our bodies to kind of like the basis, like a baseline of trust and support. It is a co- like noticing your cognitive behavior through mm. it. Like when you start to feel the anxiety, kind of like being like, okay, why is this showing up? Or even like I had a client the other day from moving through the exercise and starting to notice what they do when anxiety comes. They're just like, I hung out with my parents and I could see things mm. that used to stress me out and now mm. they don't. And ah. I remember when, I remember when that happened to me, it was just almost like a butterfly going by. I was like, you used to piss me off, but now you don't, you know, there's just like this whole <laughs> little thing. And like, it's wild. It's amazing. Like, it's, you just kind of start to notice this, those little elements of like, okay, this is why. And you just yeah. like in connecting to your body, you get to, down to the why of why, why you feel that way, what's going on and how to really support yourself to heal it and clear it so that you can start to move forward and be more aligned with what you want. Yeah. And not let those little triggers like get you caught up in a five minute side combo inside your head of like, yeah, why you're so mad. <laughs> can uh-huh. you tell I just, I just hung out with my parents recently. So, <laughs> uh, and it's kind of like, it's still going to happen in some ways. There's like no right. perfect scenario, right. but like, at least we have tools now. Like yeah. I really encourage everyone to journal. I really encourage everyone to take, breathers go for walks like you know we also figure out what tools resonate with them because everyone's so unique and everyone's channeling style so unique so just like getting mm. into that like how to really understand what that is for them and how, what is the most supportive and like really encourage that so they're not all unique and I also even I create custom meditations for folks and so that they have it to just like soothe or to reach their spirit guides whatever they need all kinds of things to support their system as we go through the process. What's the most unique channeling system that you've seen or method? So I've been getting into more like trance channeling Mm. and that's really interesting for me. So kind of like the different channeling styles, how I describe it is, and I've heard this before from mentors, it's like being in a car and you're either like in the driver's seat, the the passenger or the back seat. And basically, like, kind of, I say, like, normal channeling of checking in, things where we're still in the driver, we're like, we know what's going on, we kind of, like, sense what's happening. And then sometimes we're the passenger, if anything else, like, we're, like, you, you see what they're doing, mm. but you're not really in control. The trance is a little bit like you're in the back seat and you're letting the energy just, like, really talk through you. Mm. You know, I'm still, like, aware of it, but it's, like, this feeling of, so whenever, so I, I guess, actually, if I step back a little bit, like, every time when I channel, I still feel like it's like moving through all my filters and that's where we have to work on trust sometimes too. Cause there's a moment like, Oh, I don't think I could say that. Or like, that seems, that makes zero sense. And so you're like moving yeah. through all those filters yes. before you say something. Yeah. And trance is basically like, all those are gone. And 
I will actually think like, oh, wow, I would have just never said that, but it's like coming out, wow. of your, like, you know, and just like trusting it. Like it's like a full surrender to the trust Powerful. of what is coming to you. That's so cool. I like have so many filters. Plus my ancestors are in my throat. So yeah. I got a lot. I got yeah, a yeah. lot of filters going on here. That is so cool. How do you get into a trance state? Like what's that? What involves what's involved? It's kind of similar to the regular, but more I guess I kinda of like really close my eyes and just sink a little deeper and mm. I can just invite like my spirit guides to talk through me. And mm. it gets it's like a bit of a shift. Like I I'd say like normally if I'm channeling, I'm kind of like even physically, like I'm like this and then trans, I get down. For listeners, she's like, she's kind of moving back and forth in her chair. So uh, when she's trans, yeah. like she's like deep in her chair, she's back, she's she's lower. Yeah, I'm resting yeah. a little yeah. more, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm curious, can you also share with listeners like how they can find or use energy healing to find an anxiety in their body. You kind of talked about this a little bit, but if you have anything else to say about it, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So there's so many different ways we can connect into that energy. Cause we kind of really see it. Like I see it as energy, the anxiety, we can feel it like where we feel like we can't breathe. We can't like all the different elements that's connected to it. First is kind of like the meditation I was mentioning earlier is taking a moment to take some deep breaths and ground and then like ask where this energy is coming from. And is it yours? Is it someone else's? You know, even invite it. Like if it's someone else's, like may it go back to that person with love or may it fall down to the earth to be transmuted. Just like set it free and see what happens. And it's still there. Just taking a, doing a little body scan of seeing where it's kind of like, congregated the most and mm. if it's like in your is it like does your stomach hurt that'd be like your solar plexus or is your heart really feeling it when you locate where that may be take some deep breaths allow it to expand that area and just ask it what it needs right now to be supported and really kind of trust what you're hearing in that moment and what's coming forward to really support your system and what it needs. So beautiful. I love that. Just take a moment. Just take one moment. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, for people pleasers, it's kind of like, no, I've got 10,000 things. I got to go get the kids. I got to like go. Yeah. I can't like, or even do like a salt bath, you know, sometimes yeah. feeling, like getting just one salt bath a week. It's like, it's really hard for folks, you know? Yeah. So just taking that little moment. That used to be me. That totally is mm-hmm. me. And now and then yeah. I did two years of a bath every night. <laughs> and now yeah. I'm doing like four hours of journal time at night. So <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect. It'll it'll build and like yeah, it'll just like and, and I used to be the queen of like setting alarms. Like when I worked on my corporate gig, after a while I was like, I am taking a 30 minute walk and I would set an alarm for 30 minutes. So I wouldn't think the whole time, like, oh I should go back. It's probably been 30 minutes. Oh, I should go back. So then I was like, no, I'm gonna be present for this entire 30 minutes and you can just do like do 10 minutes of just okay I'm going to turn off for 10 minutes as I feel into my body and listen to what my heart has to say and it's a big shift from your getting from up in the stirring energy of your brain into your heart to really support yourself and see what you need Mm, I love that I love that it's all yeah just take a moment yeah so good. Uh, well, anything else that you want to share with listeners that are on their own healing journey? You know, I know it can be like super confusing, especially like a lot of people who come to me have been like, have read like every book and mm. they're just kind of like, I just have some questions and I actually offer free clarity calls. Like if you just have like a few questions, you're just like, I don't know what mm. next I can even be like, here's this. And here's like this book, you know, nice. and different things for folks. And you know, sometimes it's nice to have a guide. And that was like what I found out I needed in support. Also just like as accountability, as like a people pleaser to just like, not just drop it all be like, Oh, no, I, I can't do this anymore. And so it like, it helps you to stay on task, just like little things to support you to make sure that you s- stick with it, whether it's like having a friend that you may meet once a week and be like, Okay, how many times did I check in with my heart this week? Or how many times did I actually meditate and talk to my spirit guides? You know, just like, so you stay on it. And actually a really great way, like, is to do it by the moons. So setting uh-huh. an account, like what you want to do by the new moon and then check in with your friends by full moon. And this is very 
pagan like I used to use my coven so basically you know then by full if you haven't done the thing in those two weeks ask for more support and energy and then by the next new moon you've either accomplished it you're just kind of like okay haven't done it but like here's the thing and you actually get way more done when you have that accountability and you actually see it happening like you'll be in the sky and be like oh no it's almost full I got my thing like you it's it's, (laughs) my deadline yeah (laughs) it's happening yeah I love that and it's like the time of it too it's almost like two weeks each time right which is like I think a really good um, time frame for certain things. So, well, thank you for being here. How can listeners follow along with what you're up to? So my Instagram is Galactic Seer. And I usually have, like I have um, tarot reading days with my friend. Actually, it was just today for the new moon. We had an Oracle tarot readings on there. Um, I'm actually opening my books um, in July for a few folks to be a part of Star Medicine, which is the one-on-one modality. That I was talking about, and I'm about to um, in the fall launch launch a community with the same friend who I do the chant the oracle reading with, so folks can actually come and like like learn how to connect to channeling, all these different like do little workshops, have um, moon ceremonies, and all kinds of different things. So mm, it'll be fun. Fine, that sounds amazing. And uh, what is your website just for listeners to visit? Yes, it's uh, galacticseer.com. Amazing. Well, Beth, thank you so much for being here today. This was so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. I really enjoyed my time. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And please share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. Of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. And if you're interested in supporting the show and being part of the Lit AF community, join our Patreon by visiting sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, lit AF, and I hope to see you back here next week. Bye.